brother and sister go there, come here with me. This just came to my mind. I'll, this is a man of God, and his wife is a woman of God. And this brother Meadows is excellent in leading these meetings. This beautiful lady and her handsome husband, two of the most outstanding in the United Pentecostal Church, and I, that just hit my mind, brother and sister Godair. These people have blessed us. I want us to bless this district. I want us to bless this superintendent. I want us to bless this church. I want us to bless this whole district that God would replace anything that has absenting themselves. We're going to, you receive the blessing of the man of God as he prays. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Father, we need your power. Oh, God, send your mighty power tonight. Let the rich anointing of your spirit be mighty upon this place. Let the glory of God come upon us. Touch us, Emmanuel, tonight. Let the presence of the Lord fill us. Use us, Lord, to meet every need of this congregation tonight. Let us be filled with the Spirit. Let us be filled with the Spirit. Let us be filled with the Spirit. Help us, O oh God, to be filled with the Spirit. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. Praise God. They blessed Boaz and Boaz said, we bless you. So we've received your blessing and we're blessing you. Wouldn't you just love to hear from Sister Godair? Praise the Lord. I'm so happy to be here. And, and between these two, you know, I'm going home on a cloud. <laughs> it's wonderful to feel the presence of the Lord. And, you know, uh, the people in North Carolina would love to see this beautiful snow tonight. They pray for it, and we seldom really get a pretty one. So I'll tell them I'm bringing it back home to them. Yeah. And I'm also bringing back a stirring in my heart to give more to God and to give more to my church and more to my district. Yes. Thank you, Sister Mangan, for stirring me all over again. Brother Godair for making me want to stay in the middle of revival until yes. Jesus comes. And I pray for this district, and I thank you for inviting my husband and letting me tag along. And it's been great to be here, and you've been very kind to us, and we appreciate your kindness. God bless you, it's Sister Mangan. Thank you, Brother Sister Godair. Pentecostal women are beautiful. When you have the when you have the celebrated plastic surgeon of the South ask you three times to let him give you a free facelift, you're in you need help. And he asked me three times, I said, Dr. Sozin, do I look that bad? No, 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 no. You'd be beautiful, but I want to keep you beautiful. I said, yes, and the Lord would let you get me just like this. <laughs> and now I'm like this, but when you got through with me, I'd be like this. That's what keeps me smiling. Thank you for having us. I think we've made a great team. A revivalist and a little challenger, a little a little inspirator. A little plug. Spark plug. That's what I am, a little spark plug. So much fun being a Pentecostal. You think I ever go to church hanging my head and letting my chin drop? I never do. I never do. With pleurisy, I just holler and they think I'm praising the Lord. <laughs> it's fun loving the Lord and living for the Lord. God said, Moses, don't let me down before my people. They've got enough. We'll come before you and let you know that He's everything. He's everything. You've got the best district, best superintendent, best leaders, best secretary, 
He's going to pay my ticket to get back home to Brother Mangan. He's a good preacher. He sure preached good today. You may be seated. Brother Godare, I'm not going to take your time tonight. I apologize. I think he just shut it off last night because he said Sister Mangan gave him enough and I'm not going to keep him here all night. So I just went to my room this afternoon and uh, I wanted to sleep, but I didn't sleep. And I said, well, I'm just going to get this thing together. So I won't take much time. And that's just what I did. <laughs> and we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. When I get through with all of this, I want you to grab your Bibles and just turn with me quickly to Genesis, Genesis 18, chapter 18, verses 16, 17, 18, 22, 23, and 33, if I make no mistake. I think I marked those this evening. If you want to read with me, and you'll get the gist of what we're going to talk about. That is Genesis chapter 18. Start at verses 16, 17, 18, 22, 23, and 33. Let's read. And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Verse 22. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. And Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And get this. And Abraham drew near and said, But Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Now verse 33. And the Lord went his way. As soon as he had left off communing with Abraham, isn't that awesome? <laughs> That's awesome. And Abraham returned unto his place. Now look at what happens as soon as Abraham gets through talking with the Lord, drawing near to the Lord, reasoning with the Lord. Read that verse 19, uh, verse 1, 33, 34, and 35. Then we're going to come back to verse 15 and 16. This is interesting. And there came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. Now let's read verse, uh, I believe I wrote down here, verse, uh, let's read verses 15 and 16. Verses 15 and 16. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand. What men? Say the two angels. Say the two angels that came as soon as the Lord left. And Abraham had been communing with the Lord and standing in his spot and moving near to the heart of God. And while they lingered, the angels laid hold upon them and his wife and daughters and being merciful unto them, they brought them forth out of the city. Say, they drug them out. They absolutely drug them out of the city because of whom? Say, Abraham. Abraham stirred up angels to drag his nephew and that family out of a city before it was burned up. And the Lord said, I wouldn't have done it only for Abraham's sake. Now that's awesome to me. Now uh, I'm going to read a few more scriptures and then I'm going to get to my message. And you're going to love it. You're going to love it. I'm going to be good. It's going to be good. Stay awake. Now uh, let's, uh, let's see. I had that opened. Uh, I had that opened and... Uh, and we'll, turn, we'll come back there to Exodus. I, I want to get that in on you. But now we're going to 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 19. We know what's happening there. That old Sennacherib, that old Assyrian's always coming against God's people. And now it's Hezekiah's turn. And Hezekiah was a good king. And verse ni uh, chapter 19, verse, verse uh, 15 after 1, uh, uh, verse uh, 1, 33... 
34 and 35. And it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it that he rent his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and where did he go? He went into the house of the Lord. Now that's being desperate. Wouldn't you say that's desperate? After that he gets this letter from uh, Sennacherib and the Assyrians, he goes to the house of the Lord. He re- okay, now let's read 33. Uh, 30. No, let's read verse 15 first. Verse 15 and 16. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see. Hear the words of Sennacherib, which hath sent him to reproach the living God. Now, God... I want you to look down here at me. Now, that's, that's, that's desperate praying, isn't it? Abraham moved in on the Lord and reasoned with him, reminded him. And here is Hezekiah saying, I want your ear. I want your eyes. I want your ears. Say, that's kind of praying now. I want this, I want this uh, people to leave here tonight praying like Abraham prayed. I want you to leave here praying like Hezekiah prayed. Lord, now you hear me. He got right up in his face. Now, I want your ear. You bow your ear down here and listen to me. You look down here on me with your, with your eyes, Lord. I want you to hear. Are you hearing what he said? Now, here's the letter. I've read it. Now, you read it. Can you see that, Lord? Folks, that's getting desperate. And you think we act foolish? You think we demonstrate? Here's a king that uh, he went to the house of God, rent his clothes covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of God. It's time to get desperate if you ask me. It's time to move in on the Lord. He's about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Sennacherib's knocking at our gate. The president's giving his State of the Union message tonight. There's an awful lot of stuff going on in this world. There's wars and rumors of wars. There's earthquakes. Hey, folks, you better be looking up and saying, God, we've read the letter. The handwriting's on the wall. This nation's end to be brought low. Are you hearing me? Now, God, we want you to look down here and read all that's going on. You hear what's going on tonight. We want your ear now. I I hope you get this. I hope you get this. Because Hezekiah prayed and he said, Now, I want you to see. I want you to open up your ears. Now, you just turn the page over there to verse uh, 31 through 35. For out of Jerusalem shall go forth a remnant, and they that escape out of Mount Zion, for the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall do this. Jump down to 33. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come back to this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And it came to pass that night that what happened? Ah, uh-uh, not another angel. Another angel? There's one that came to Sodom. Who stirred him up? Abraham. Who stirred those two up that came to Sodom? Now here's an angel coming down here to has and he came down and the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians how many? A hundred and eighty-five thousand. Say one little angel slayed three times as many and that much more than the population of Alexandria. One little angel just put them to sleep and they never woke up. Because Hezekiah rent his clothes Laid the letter out there. Said, I want your ear and I want your eyes. Say, that's an angel. And I've read you about two angels. Well, let's see if we can't find some more. Hey, folks, if I had time, we'd do a bunch of them. But I just want to read to you. I want to read to you Acts 12. Let's turn there to Acts 12. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. But prayer was made without what? Without ceasing of the church unto God for him. I'm not going to linger long because I've got to get on my little notes down here. (laughs) And then, here's what, does anybody know what happened? Does anybody know what happened? I wish some preacher would stand up and tell me when Peter went to sleep there in that, say, the inner prison. 
in a prison. They had this locked door and that locked door and that other locked door. And they had sentinels everywhere and guards everywhere to keep that Pentecostal one God, Jesus name, Holy Ghost, tongue, talking preacher. But there's a prayer meeting going on down at Rhoda's house. John Mark's mother. Say there's a prayer meeting. Say the prayer without ceasing. So what came to Peter? Would some preacher stand up and tell me, Brother Mattis, do you know? I don't believe you know. I believe you'd have jumped up and told me. No! What happened? What did, what did he do? Slapped and knocked his chains off. Yeah, what else? Opened the door. Yeah. Told him, get up. Yeah. Get moving. Yeah. It's time. And got the door open, he got out on the street. Yeah. And then he went home and he said, now you go where you want. Now you go ahead, go. Is that awesome, folks? And are, are we the counterpart of that first church? I'm not just claiming. I'm not just claiming with that, so I can stand up and say I'm better than you and this and that. Hey, I'm claiming identity with that, so I can get them angels. Now, Lord, I want your ear. I want your eyes. I mean business. I'm gonna get right up near to you like Abraham did. I want you to drag my people out of those cities you're about to burn up. I want you to drag my nephew and nieces and uncles and aunts. I want you to get my brothers and sisters out of those cities. I want you to get them out of Sodom and Gomorrah. I want you to get my people unshackled. I want them to come out of prison. Somebody's coming out of that prison tonight. Somebody's coming out of that inner prison. The devil's had you bound long enough. You're coming out of there. We've prayed long enough for God to send angels. Now you prayed this down on me, so you just look out, brother, look out. I wore my flats tonight. Main things keep from falling, making, breaking a hip. But another thing, if I take a notion to get out there and shout, not shout, I'm going to dance if I take a notion. <laughs> I'm tired of pleurisy, tired of being tired and weak. I'm going to get out there and shout the walls down. I'm coming out, coming out of that inner prison. Just in case you think that preacher didn't know what he was talking about. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined. Now, I, now I'm apostolic. And I know he was an apostle. And there is something to apostleship that extends itself beyond discipleship. And I don't claim that. But I will claim the same possibilities, availabilities, blessings of the covenant. I'm in this Jesus name covenant. And it's better than the Abrahamic covenant. And besides, I got in on all of that, and I got all of this, and I got all that's coming. He told me today if I'd live right and behave myself, I'd get everything that Lucifer wanted. Well, I'm going to get it. I don't care whether anybody in here thinks I am or not, I'm going to get it. Now, won't this make a good video with me just to go in like this? That's what they want on these videos. They want news. They want it about as bad as they can get it. So I'm going to act just about as bad as I can. This is the last night. We're going to tear this place up. Those angels are going to be swinging on these light fixtures before we get out. one more and then I'm going to get on with these little old notes that I've got. And then we'll shout some more. And we'll make them a good video.
You might as well laugh, folks. We're going to have the last laugh. Yes, we are, Brother Godair. God had the first word, he'll have the last word. Hey, the devil don't even have a book. He don't even have a book. He didn't even leave no words. He don't even have a book. We throw this book at him. You might as well laugh. It's not going to get no better. But we're going to have angels. You wait and see what I'm telling you. Just as sure as I'm standing here. If God sent two companies out there with a bunch of them, and I didn't have time to read that to you, you just know that it's all yours for the asking. But you, you can sit down over there and suck on your thumb and pout and get mad and stay home and throw in the towel and throw in the card and throw in everything else. Just throw it all away if you want to. But listen, I'm going to get in on the best because the best is fixing to come to this people. You wait and see. Get a little while, get a little while and you'll see because it's coming. We don't have our backs to the wall for nothing. We haven't gone through all of this for nothing. We, we're getting God's ear. That's what we're doing. We're moving in on the heart of God. We're drawing near to Him. We're reasoning with Him. We're reminding Him of His promises. I'm going to talk about that. We're going to remind Him of His reputation. It's not my reputation, Lord. Now you get this. You get this. And I want this on the video. This is not my reputation when I preach this. Did you hear me? This is not my reputation. That's not that man's reputation. This is God's reputation. That's what Elijah said. He said, it ain't going to be my reputation when them Baalites pull down this and that and the other. If you don't answer me here, this is your reputation. It's all the way through there so they'll know that you are the what? Lord God of hosts. Well, now here's Cornelius. Not even, a, not even a man in the covenant yet. But there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called it, and a devout man, one that feared God with all of his house, gave much alms, was a giver, a giver, a giver. Ever book on, ever new book, but ever celebrated writer that's on the New Testament that's on the uh, uh, Christian bookstore shelves is on giving because such greed has, has taken a hold of everybody. It's, it's so far spread, greed, till if you don't give it. And, and God, there's no telling us what's about to happen. A devout man, one that feared God with all of his house, which gave much alms, much offerings to the people and say, pray to God just when he wanted to. He's not a Pentecostal yet. Just pray to God how often. How long is always? Say, that's a bunch. That's a bunch. He prayed to God always. Well, you know what he did? That man doing what he did, he stirred up the, and we're going to learn about it in just a minute. He stirred up what? Thank you. Thank you. His praying always stirred up a what? Guess what? And he saw in a vision, evident about the night of the other day, an angel of God coming into him and telling him where to go to be saved. Now I'm going to lay that down right there. Now I'm going to get to my little nose. And you hang on here with me. <laughs> so good. Because I love this book. If you want to get your nerve settled and t instead of taking a nerve tablet, if you get into this book, it'll settle you. When you don't know where to go, you get into this book. And it'll give you direction. You won't have to be counseled as much. You won't even need five minutes of your preacher's time if you'll get into this book and get a hold of God somewhere. Now, this book has taught me that there's angels all around me. They read to me today that you have come to Mount Zion, the city of an innumerable, say, you can't count them. An innumerable company of angels somewhere around here because they long to get in here with us, but they can't. But let's find out what they do. Say they protect. Say they minister. They battle demons for every one of us. 
And in some cases, they deliver messages from the very throne room of God. And God's people are protected by this unique angelic force. But many of us are so ignorant of what is rightfully ours, of how God's ministering spirits are dispatched to assist us. It's amazing how we even got here tonight on that glass. We don't know what angels was keeping. I mean that. I'm thanking God for His protecting hand. I don't take it for granted. I know Brother Hook is a good driver. He's excellent. He's been so good to us. But I saw him stop and I felt a little something and I thought, thank you God for those angels that's sitting right out there on those, on that hood. They're here to assist us because Hebrews 1 and 4 says that angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to the heirs of salvation. Do you claim to be an heir with God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ? Are you an heir to the apostolic covenant? Are you an heir to this New Testament apostolic, Jesus' name, Pentecostal church? Okay, then I, I've got this possibility. And, and you can do without it if you want to, but I want them. And you said, scare me to death. No, I saw two. I've never required it of the Lord. I don't have to have that. But I was praying in the prayer room, and I looked over to where you go to the men's prayer room, and there was a big one and a little one standing there, and they were had their hands out ushering people that went across there to that prayer room. They're in here, no doubt, tonight. That's why I'm very careful who I talk about and what I say and what I discuss because I don't want to offend the angels. And that's why my hair has never even been cut is because of angels. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you have a real good, maybe you have a real good discourse on that for it or against it. I do not know. But I'm convinced that because of angels, I want angels. You say, well, it's just in there one time, but I, I don't care if it's just, I want angels. So I choose to do that because of angels, okay? Because I believe we're going to need them in this end time. I believe you're going to need them around your home in this end time. Now, since, since the weapons of my warfare and of my world are not natural, I need to know how to activate these angels. I need to know how to get them moving. Now, you listen to this. I need them on a moment's notice. Because when somebody's breaking into my house, I need to holler, Jesus, you dispatched that angel that you said would be my big one. Angels move at the command of God's spoken word because Psalm 103 and 20 says, Angels do His commandments hearkening unto the voice of his word. All God has to do is say, don't you know when Daniel took that viper off in the fire, Daniel shook him off in the erythral up there somewhere in the first heaven, third heaven, wherever it was. He shook him off and he got through. Praise God. Now, we're going to have to have that in this end time. We need it in our churches. We need it in our homes. We need the angelic supernatural presence of Almighty God helping us in this fateful hour. So they move at God's command. Everyone has loved ones who need divine intervention, just like Lot and his family. I got some lots in my family. How many of you? Everybody in here has got some lots in their family. And God wants you to be actively involved in their deliverance. And you can sit on these pews and fold your hands and become content and satisfied and just come and go through the ritual and the form and deny the power and not make available to yourself all that God has in store for you. But I choose to activate all the divine intervene, intervention. I want Him to intervene. I want God to intervene for me and drag my loved ones out of this burning inferno, this holocaust. I don't believe you're hearing me yet. 
I really don't believe you're hearing me because if you did, we'd get desperate. I'm going to tell you why we'd get desperate. We haven't got long to do it. Our time is so short, swift, swiftly passing away. And when you intercede according to God's will and say, God's not willing that they should perish, but somebody's got to move in on him. <clears throat> Pardon me. Somebody's got to have a prayer meeting at Rhoda's house. Somebody's got to send up prayers always. And then God said, go to him. Go to him. Is that beautiful? Yeah. Now, do you think that's... Why was that in here? You think God's just going to tease us and put something on the shelf that I can't have? No, if it's on the shelf, say, if I can have it. I can have it. And, the, and your faith is your only negotiable asset, so faith drives me to prayer. My faith keeps me praying, keeps me fasting, keeps me going to church, keeps me studying God's Word. And Jesus said, when I come, it's going to be so bad, they're going to be questioning everything. I wonder if I'll even find any when I come back. And, 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 and folks, when you pray and pray and pray and pray and nothing happens, the devil is assaulting your faith. But let me tell you, God is fixing to do the biggest thing in your life if you'll hang in here. I know that. I feel that. I don't know what else is in store for me. But I feel a renewal, a rejuvenation, a, a rejuvenation. I feel that in my soul. I feel it in my heart and my mind. I may look like something fit for the garbage pail before it all gets through with me. But I'll tell you, you'll come out a winner. Maybe 40 chapters down for Job, but the last chapter makes up for every bit of it. Go ahead and clap your hands real good. Hear us, God. Hear us, God. We're in trouble without you. We're activating those angels. We're going to pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. when you intercede according to God's will, speaking His word over them or their situation, you dispatch angels to bring to pass what you're praying. Now that's enough for you to come here tonight for. And I, I, I mean that. If your prayers can dispatch angels to protect your loved ones and drag them out of situations, say, just in time. Just in time. So as you intercede on their behalf, God's angels moves quickly and with precision to perform His word just as he did in Genesis 18 for Abraham and his intercession, Abraham's intercession, activated those angels, got his family out of that city's destruction so we can activate ministering angels through prayer and intercession just as they did for the Apostle Peter, just as Cornelius did, just as Hezekiah did. That's awesome to me that one angel slayed 185,000 because of a king humbling himself and praying. That gives me such faith till it makes me want to push everybody out of my way and say, leave me alone. I'm going to the house of God. I'm going to get God to activate those angels. Are you hearing me? So you won't have to remind me about that no more. I've done read it in a book. And say, if Ezekiah can get his ear, I can get it. Say, if he can say, look down here. Okay, okay, you got it. Now, problems don't bring answers. <laughs> problems don't are provisions, but say God's promises do. Say, I'm going to remind God of His promises. I'm going to remind God of His reputation. I'm going to remind God of His attributes. I'm going to say, God, that's not like you to destroy the righteous with the wicked. That's not your attribute. And He'll say, no, it really isn't. Go down there, angel, and drag them out. Folks, we've got something to argue with God with. Did you hear me? I'm giving you something wonderful. I don't mind telling you that because it has stirred my life. I can take the promises of God and stand and move in on God. And He's got to stir up something for me. I remind Him of His reputation. I remind Him of His attributes. I remind God of His record. God, you've got a better track record than that. You've saved the worst. Surely you can get mine out of there. Remind God of His track record. Come on, folks. Say, God, you're a better God than to do that. You've done it for others. Come on and do it for me. You did it for the Apostle Peter. Do it for me. You've got a better track record than to destroy my family that I've been a praying for. 
Go ahead and shake your... Come on, everybody. See that man shaking his handkerchief back there? Thou hast been my help since before, 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 before. Thou didst bring us up out of Israel. And that's how Moses moved in on God. And if prayer doesn't work, why did Moses say, No, God, I'm not accepting that mandate. I ain't backing up. You brought these people out here and your reputation's involved. No, I'm not going to let you alone. You've heard me speak on that, try to. And so I made up my mind, I'm not going to let God alone either. Because if he spared Israel... And God changed his mind. He even repeated, the Bible says, he changed his mind because a man said, uh-uh, no, I'm not accepting that mandate. No, that's not your reputation. That's not your track record. You're a, you're a different God than that. And then you're going to get angry at him. No, I'm not getting out of the way. And I'm not quit talking to you, so prayer don't work. Why did God say, Moses, leave me alone? Moses said, no, I'm not leaving you alone. Well, if you leave me alone, they're a goner. But if you don't leave me alone, they're spared. That's just that simple. That's powerful to me. So I'm not leaving God alone about my family. I'm not leaving God alone. No, I'm not. You got that message, didn't you? Yeah, you got that. You did good over here last night, too. You did good. You did good over here. Now you can say, look at me, God, and listen to me. Give me your ear. I'm renting my foot. Renting my gun. And then he said, God, don't you remember that you're filled with compassion? You're a God of pity. You pitied us. You know we're but dust. You know we're made out of the dust of the ground. God, you've got pity. You pitieth us as a father, pitieth his children. We're pitiful. We're pitiful to you. Come on, God. Aren't you a compassionate God? You looked at the multitudes and something, there's a paroxysm, something stirred within your soul. Isn't that good? Yeah, that's good. Just say, that's good. That's good. So I'm going to say, God, I want your compassion. I don't want justice for them. I want your mercy. I want your mercy. I want your compassion. I want you to pity them. I want you to pity them and I want you to have mercy on them. I want you to have compassion on them. And then, God, I want, you to, I want to remind you that you said you'd do it for Jesus' sake. Not David's sake. You said, I'll do it for Jesus' sake. I want you to just praise the Lord with me for all of that. you got a lot to remind God when you come to Him in prayer. So if you have loved ones, if you have loved ones who you think are hopeless cases, say, pray the Word. Pray without ceasing. And say, God will send angels to minister to them. I want that tonight. Sweet Daniel, sweet Daniel, don't you love him? Oh, I want to see him when I get there. Daniel, I want to see you and I want to sit down by you. That sweet Daniel, that sweet boy that was one of the first captives carried down there, made his way right on up the corporate ladder, became somebody to Nebuchadnezzar and was able to be used mightily of God. But they got jealous of him. Anybody that is. You know how great people do? They just don't listen to all of that. They just keep climbing on. Because God handles all of that for you. You don't have to stop and have a, have a fight with nobody. Just pray for them. God, Say, God, have pity on them. Have mercy on them. Have compassion on them. So they got jealous of Daniel. And uh, they looked for something. And what did they find wrong with him? Say this. Boy, the angels know him too. 
You're going in the lion's den. They're going to go into the hungry lion's den. <laughs> They're hungry. They're waiting there for you. <laughs> you don't know. You see, this is why you pray without ceasing. You don't wait until you face the lions. You prepare for the lions before you ever meet them. Now, isn't that good? It's good for the video. The king can't change his mind and he loves this boy. No wonder. There must have been nobody quite like Daniel. He's the best thing to preach to your young people. He turned it all down. He didn't ask whether it was right or wrong. He just said, I'm not going to defile myself with it. And the same prayers that got him in there got him out. And prayer will put you on the front line and you may suffer some casualties, but if you'll just keep on praying, you're coming out. You're coming out. He'll put you on the front line. (laughs) You may suffer some casualties, but you tell the devil, when you get through, there's going to be a last chapter in my life, and the last chapter is not written yet. He was fully prepared because I read in Daniel 9 and 3 that he prayed, say, earnestly. In Daniel 10, 2 to 3, he prayed desperately. And then in Daniel 10 and 12, he prayed powerfully. Now I want you to say those things with me. Say, earnestly, desperately, powerfully. Look out, angel. Look out, lions. You're going to get the lock job. That is so beautiful to me. Angels will act as guardians of your life. You cannot be that close to God and God not enter. Say, if I have prepared myself to never let God alone and the time to prepare for my lions is before I ever meet them, I must repent of every sin. I cannot ascend into the holy hill of God with a, without clean hands and a pure heart. And it's time for us to start cleansing the house of prayer. Like Jesus did. Just let that leave, just leave here with that. If this is going to be a house of prayer, it can't be filled with a lot of junk. And I could dress up this outside where you would never know the difference. But inside could be full of dead men's bones. But I'd know it. Just always ready to get at it. Best thing you can do is try to save everybody. This book teaches me that if they even fall, he that restores somebody covers a multitude of sins, spares a soul from hell. You just be looking at yourself. You just get yourself because I want my prayers answered and I want angels to come when I get in the lion's den. And I'll get in there. You will too. We're going to all face troubles. I need help. I need your mercy. You need my love. You need my mercy. Save us, Lord. Study your Bible daily. Discipline yourself in in prayer time. Keep an excellent attitude at all times. Have faith that the Word will work for you. Look to God for deliverance because if you'll give God glory for your victory last week, you'll get some more this week. Not all angels have harps. I want to tell you that some of them have boxing gloves. (laughs) Go ahead and laugh. That's good for the video. (laughs) My guardian angel's fighting for me. He's protecting me. He may need some boxing gloves. So whatever the situation, crisis, or seemingly impossible circumstances you face, there are many more angels working for you than there are devils working against you. Say two-thirds, innumerable company. Say innumerable company, innumerable. Can't count them. God knows them, everyone by name. He can send me Michael or Gabriel. He can send me all of them. He can send me as many as I need. Elisha said, boy, get your eyes open. I know you just started out with me. Gehazi got, he got in trouble for greed. And now I got you and I got to teach you that these angels, I got to teach this new convert that's following me around. Open your eye, open his eyes, Lord, let him see. And the mountains were full of angels. 
and horses and chariots. Where'd they come from? Hey, y'all, answer me. I need to know. Where'd they come from? Russia? No. They came from heaven. If they came once, they came again. They came for Elijah. They came for Elisha. They came for the four lepers. Hey, hey, you don't need them? I do. Lord, let them hear a noise if they try to break in on me. Roll down on them. Like that uh, uh, Brother Weeks, uh, the late Brother Weeks, and he was coming from Shreveport to Alexandria, bless his heart, state superintendent, trying to touch all the spots. And there was one of these helicopter police up there. And Brother Weeks was going too fast, and he screamed down at him, and Brother Weeks had never seen one of those things. And he didn't stop. He just followed him. He kept a honking. He got in real low and just kept a hollering and a blowing his whistle. And Brother Weeks looked up and pulled over, and there was that thing coming down out of heaven. And blowing in a stopping him. I don't know, folks, but I, I, I hear a sound. I hear something that not many seems to be hearing, but I hear it. There's a wind a blowing. There's a sound a moving in the mulberry bushes. There's, there's something, God's a rattling something. A trumpet's about to sound. God's going to fight for you and me. Hallelujah! Go ahead and clap your hands again. Say they're, say they're working on my behalf. We're, we're sent to storm the gates of hell for you and your loved ones and God will send the angels. Now, here's the... And I'm fixing to close. Fixing to close. And did I take too much time, Brother Rodair? Well, I want to tell you about my sweet husband. There is nobody like him as consistent as he is. His son and his daughter-in-law and my two grandchildren all agree that he is the greatest one among us because he is so powerful and yet he is so gentle. He is so authoritative that when he says it, that's the rock of Gibraltar, you know. He won't argue with you. We've never had an argument. I would, but he wouldn't. That's good for the video, too. No, Brother Mangan won't argue with you. But let me tell you, you can change people's minds. It'll argue with you. But you don't change people's minds that, that runs like this. They got their mind made up. They never waver. They're just the same. He's not a yo-yo. Most of our families are yo-yo. You know, we got emotions. We swing. We smile. And we... Oh, I'm telling you all of that to tell you this. At one of the because of the times, a woman came there and prayed with some of our prayer people that was taking a three-hour prayer shift to keep the, keep the vigil going. And she said that she saw an innumerable company of angels just hanging over that at Rapids Avenue there. And she said they said they were waiting to be discharged. Yeah, said they were waiting to be discharged, that they could not move in on that until they were discharged. Brother Mangan got in his little red Taurus. And we've got a street that we've had to put up a fence as high as that wall over there, a uh, uh, fence back there, because that's Cocaine Avenue right in the back of that church. And there's bad business goes on back there. And we, and, and we, we didn't want that. And Brother Mangan read these scriptures to us. Let them be as chaff before the wind and let the angel of the Lord chase them away. Psalm 34, 35, 5 and 6. Let their way be dark and let it be slippery and let the angel of the Lord persecute them. Well, he got in his little Taurus and he opened the doors. Isn't this good? And he said, come on, you legions out there of angels. You're hanging over there to be discharged. Now, some of you come get in this back seat. for the video and he said some of you get up here by me now that's where he talked to them he didn't tell us none of this till later and he told it in church because I'm going to tell you something he went down that street and he opened that he got out and opened that back door and he said now you get out and go down this one and he opened that other one and he said you go can't you just see him and he said you go down this one and he opened that door and he sent them now folks if this book is true we can do that 
If this book is true, they are ministering spirits to those who are heirs of salvation and we're not using it. We're not using it. We're not using it. Now you know what? That street, that street is not the same street since Brother Mangan drove down that street. Well, he got that church to stir it up so they went all over that city just sending out angels. You ought to clap your hands and get up and buck and pitch. Read our letter. Read the signs of the time. We're going to pray without ceasing. Let your angels come down here. We're in a den of hungry lions. Our kids are in bad schools. Our homes are being invaded. Our homes are being broken up. Our people don't know what's rightfully theirs. Open their eyes and let them see that the mountains are full of angels. Want me to read that to you again? That one little... Let them be as chaff before the wind and let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and let them slide down on the ice and let the angel of the Lord just persecute them. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Mom, for not giving up on me. Thank you, Dad, for interceding for me. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Church, for not letting God alone in prayer for me. Every generation deserves some men and women preeminent in prayer. They need some role models that we don't have to point back to the Spurgeons and the this and the that and the other. We need some people that can chase the devil back to the pit from whence he came and set the captives free. That's your son? You tell him to come right here. Something's on him. Something's on him right now. Just come here just one minute. I'm not going to keep you long. You got something tonight. Raise your hands and receive it. Receive it. A special anointing. Your dad's fasting. Yeah, go ahead and receive it. to do this. Come on and take it away. <laughs> 